in the words of Miss T.S. Madison herself. Is it on, Gina? Is it on, Gina? The red light's on, so this motherfucker must be on, Gina. Hi, is... I'm Twinkle Motherfucking Toes. <laughs> and I have a question. Is that the actual question? No, I was reaching, bitch. I was reaching, girl. <laughs> I was reaching. I was reaching like there was a box of Cheerios on the top shelf, and I was 5'2". <laughs> I was I was here for the dino. I'm like, wait a second, did she say that? No, she definitely didn't say on dino, but I had to remember, come on, puns from yes. yes, every come on, every episode. I had a lot of weird shit about being on Gina's too, but like that was in bad taste. And remember, my mom listens to this podcast. <laughs> yes. Hi mom. Hi mom. I'm Twinkle Motherfucking Toes. And I'm Jamal. And welcome to Black to Our Roots, episode three. Yes, God. Yeah, we are plugging away this. I know we're consistent now. We are consistently not recording on the day that we said we was going. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but That's okay. But we're getting the our point dope. now is just to get it out. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, you know, yesterday was Father's Day, so we had Father's Day festivities with my daddy. We did a yeah. uh, we did a seafood uh, seafood boil. Oh, why is everybody doing that? <laughs> yeah, that. Uh-huh. My friend in California, she is really into. Well, she's transitioning to being a vegan again. Oh, but during this uh, transition stage, she still is um, eating meat, and she has hella been about a seafood boil. <laughs> she better get on a Tabitha Brown TikTok and figure out how to do a vegan seafood. Boil. You know, she get, <laughs> Tabitha got away. She'll make where, where there's a wheel, there's um, there's a motherfucking Tabitha way because she will find you a way to make a vegan something. I don't know. I don't know about a vegan seafood boil. That sounds too close to like turkey replacing the actual meat that's supposed to be there mm-hmm. in a lot of products. Well, well, that's just um, called misleading labeling, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was called harm reduction. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not up on all things vegan. But what I do know is there are tons of uh, fantastic, actually tasty, vegan alternatives. So you know, I'm, there is always sort of a way. Um, yes. Some is some don't win, but a lot of them do. So mm-hmm. maybe there is a way to do a vegan seafood boil. We'll see. I have several vegan friends. Let me go ask them. Let me go <laughs> take advantage of, <laughs> of of their years of of veganism, vegan yes. veganizing. But Vegemite? <laughs> no, I don't know. I was trying to think of sounds like veganization. Well, I was going to shout out um, uh, Virginia, but she's not vegan. She is a local uh, drag queen, though. She's fantastic, but she's not vegan, Aww. so it wouldn't have made any sense. Well, shout out anyway. Shout out to Virginia. She's, she just did a Juneteenth show, and I felt terrible because I forgot to plug it. Because I know Virginia is in it. Uh, Miss Uyu Better, uh, Dax exclamation <laughs> point was doing the show. Which really? Is, yeah, which is weird because she lives in Georgia. So, oh, it was all virtual, so it doesn't matter. And uh, my good friend Magic Dyke was in the show, so. Nice. So, uh, next time I will remember. I, I'm I sorry for Genesis. I sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's support local queens. Hallelujah. I have so yeah. much tea on that, but uh, maybe, <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll get together and record a podcast about what's going on in Chicago, and then also um, Whoa. A call, there's a call to do it here in DC too. And you know, is there? I, mm-hmm. You know, I operate. I so I'm friends with all of the performers and well, a lot of performers in DC. So by proxy, I kind of get all the tea on this other information. And um, there are some performers who are, I, no names have been um, have been 
uh, called out, nor is this the podcast for that, because we are not about that kind of tea. We are about the tea that has been edited into an episode for RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, that I, is being brewed and served by Alexis Mateo. Girl, girl. But yeah, apparently there are, um, <laughs> apparently there are calls for it happening in D.C. So, you know, shout out um, uh, the, the Sesame Street word of the day is accountability. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I mean, I'm I'm here for it. You know, queer performers of color, especially black queers. Uh, that's right, accountability, autonomy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's about time that we hold these spaces accountable yeah. and we get the correct amount of zeros in our paychecks. Um, so I'm here for it. You Absolutely, and you and me both. So we'll we'll see how it all comes how it all comes down the pipeline. I, I will be yes. watching with um, popcorn in hand. Yeah, no, that's good. I never get to see what comes down my pipeline. <laughs> I think it's Santa Claus. Oh, no, wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Mario from Super Mario. No, mm, okay. <laughs> oh, you'll sound Maybe. interested about that. <laughs> I don't know. Mario never really did it for me. I like uh, Bowser. Oh, uh, I thought you were to say Lil Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> there was like, there was probably two days, <laughs> two days in, uh, I think, how old was I? 26. Two days in my 26 year of living where Little Bow Wow could have got it. Were you going to let him? Let him hold you. No. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to episode three to Black to Our Roots. Um, we yeah. are, let's get into this motherfucking episode because it came out on Juneteenth and it was disrespectful. <laughs> Um, it was almost ultimately disrespectful. Girl, I, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm telling you, I had to, I had to brush off that letter to Bob Saget. Yeah, <laughs> we were about to have, we were about to, and we still might have. Uh, uh, um, what's it called when you go on a a, a super rant? Uh, ooh, a, a super. We rant? were about to have, we were about to have a moment in this podcast. Listen, oh, <laughs> I know. I was reading your notes, and I was like, but we won't be under time if we do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I can keep it under time. What uh, I have to say is quick and to the point, and it still is quick and to the point. Concise read, yes, just yeah. Mm, very but anyway, <laughs> anyway, getting into the episode, yes. Um, so I, I believe the episode opens with the girls returning into. And have you noticed this that the girls don't wipe off the lipstick that same uh, scene? Yes, I, anymore. I just. I peeped that because Shay Shirley was in that fabulous black and white jacket. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they don't... I, I wonder what's up with that. But anyway, the girls return into the workroom and they're giving their usual, like, banter um, and debrief of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's sad that Angina went home, right. but no one is surprised. The vote was unanimous. Literally. Uh, <laughs> literally. And none of them... They don't even comment on the fact that... <laughs> Angina voted for herself. They all just <laughs> gloss over that. It's like, yep, everybody put on, everybody voted for Angina, you know. Well, you know, like, Angina voted for Angina. The woman at the craft table, craft service table, <laughs> voted for Angina. The guy who did RuPaul's taxes came in and voted for Angina. The van driver. The van driver voted for Angina. The unofficial fluffer. Well, wait voted a minute, for Angina. Wait a minute. I think we discussed that you are the van driver. You voted for Angina. I surely did. Ain't shit. You could you could have India ferried her ass out of the competition. <laughs> well, in the words of um Josh from Project Runway, I don't remember what season it was, but if you're tired, Becky, go to sleep. You know. 
I don't. I, I never saw that one. But do you remember? Oh God, it was so good. <laughs> he was just like bullying this poor. You know how Project Runway always has um like an older woman on. They sure do. Every time, like Wendy. And, uh, Wendy. Yeah, and sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. But Becky, it just bless her heart. She was trying, and he was bullying her. She was crying. <laughs> and there's like one scene where they're all in the sewing room, and she's like, oh, I'm just so tired. He looks over, he's like, if you're tired, Becky, go to sleep. Go to sleep, hope. Go to sleep, hope. <laughs> but yeah, so everyone voted for Angina. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know, I don't remember anything else happening of importance in that scene until they come back the next day. Basically, I think the only memorable thing that happened during that was Mariah was like, plot? Oh, the kiss of death. Yeah. Uh, well, also, Ma- go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say that Mariah did say something fierce, honey. She said, y'all spent a coin, but I spent a mint. Yeah. <laughs> and-, <laughs> and I was like, let me, give me a second. Let me pull up my phone. Beep, boop, boop, boop. That's going right. on my vocabulary. <laughs> let's do comparison. Um, let's autocorrect. Every time I put my name in, ho, when I say twinkle my fucking toes, I meant that when I say that. <laughs> you know, predicted text, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as we see later on, the judges don't care how much she spent because they still. But uh, and so also, Mariah does this. She does this thing that at this point it gets on my nerves because it's so it's like the kiss of death. Whenever the girl is on the camera, and she's like, "Well, y'all better get ready because I'm about <laughs> to storm y'all." You know, and that was the only time I'm being the bottom. I'm about to I'm about to serve it to the girls, and you you pretty much know. Whenever a queen is saying that at the top of an episode, that that hoe is going home. Right. And it's not even... She don't storm the episode. She sprinkle. <laughs> not even sprinkle. No, baby. No, just, just a, a little light, you know, a little light, wet, wet. <laughs> Make you think you need an umbrella, but you don't. <laughs> right. Oh, God, which is just so sad. It's disappointing. But, um, so then the next day they come back, and Shay is struggling to wipe off the mirror. I guess I'm trying to use some industrial strength lipstick. Uh-huh. And we get into the beginning of uh, what will be a storyline for the episode, which is Alexis is not having it with Cracker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I was actually here for Alexis. Now, it switches later on in the episode. That's foreshadowing, uh, everyone. Yes, it's foreshadowing. Um, but I was actually here for Alexa. She just questions uh, Cracker's dig at Angina right. in the previous episode. Uh, she questions why it was necessary right. and what was the true intent. Right. Uh, Cracker goes into an explanation. And some of the girls aren't convinced by the explanation. How did you feel about it? Yeah, so, like, at this one, I was here for it, too, because this was, it was really a point of um, accountability, and it was um, reflective of everything we said in the last episode, where there, um, all of the girls really love Angina. They have a lot of respect for her, not just sort of as a queen who um, helped kick this whole shebang off, but just as their local favorite. And yeah. they acknowledged it and they held her accountable for this moment where um, sh- she was out of pocket. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this is where it starts to flip. And I hate this because I don't want, when I talk about this, I don't want it to feel like we're talking about sort of giving her this redemption arc without this sort of accountability because it goes from, yeah, yeah. 
it Most goes definitely. from, you know, where she gets kind of gets the easy way out because they were right to sort of, mm-hmm. you know, pull no punches. And Alexis, what I've been noticing this entire time is very much so, um, you know, how you get like a certain age, you just like less with the shits by every like <laughs> passing yeah. minute. That's where Alexis Mateo is right now. And I was like, okay, yes, all of those points make absolute sense. Mayhem. Mayhem. <laughs> didn't need to pipe up. You don't think so? But I don't think, I genuinely do not think that Miss Cracker is being disingenuous. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes, disingenuous. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that the word? Yeah, the Cracker, want a Cracker. Um, I don't think she was being disingenuous. I think that there is all of this evidence that Cracker, well, there's two things. Evidence that Cracker is insecure, right? Mm-hmm. And there was just some out-of-pocket shit for her to say. Now, that being said, it is becoming clear to me that there is some sort, something ha- has happened off the show. There's no way that this all happened in the two-day span where they have been building this case against Cracker for a long time. And she's been out on the outs with the girls. Yeah, so I was looking at this. I was looking at it, and I agree. I was looking at it in several ways, right? <laughs> I, I was... Not completely convinced by Cracker's explanation, mostly because of the tone right. that she was speaking in. It was like she was almost <clears throat> too calculated about what she was saying. Uh, and I had to reel myself back in. Uh, and I actually wrote in my notes, this is Cracker. She overthinks everything. Yep, exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, if anybody is concerned about the optics of the room all the time, it's Cracker, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. How am I being presented? What does how, how am I being portrayed? What does this look like? How am I being received? Do people like me? You know, is this going to be successful? Uh, so I kind of cut her some slack on that. Uh, but the the Alexis thing, as the episode went on, I kind of sided with, I believe it was Mariah, it was Juju who said it. Yep. Uh, that Alexis is also playing a game right now. Um, see, I don't see that. I don't see I don't that. put it above her. Alexis is a seasoned pageant queen. I don't put it above her, too. Especially, too, because I think something that is coming to the forefront for me, for Alexis, is that she is uh, very aware mm-hmm. of who is competition for her. Right. In this, in this whole, like, shindig. Um, we see that later with Shay, and I think we see it a little bit with Cracker because if 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 we're talking about who's competition, there are two people who immediately, if I walked into that workroom, I would be like, okay, these are the two people I have to contend with. It's not India fucking Farah. Right? <laughs> that is not India fair for you to say. Uh, 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 uh. Mm. It, it kind of works. Well, maybe if she was more India fierce, <laughs> then... Well, listen, listen. Uh, India fear that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to stand India firm on my point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can India forget about it. Uh-huh, <laughs> and she will not go India far. So, <laughs> Well, don't you India fret, because I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving that girl next episode tops. Um... So, whoo, Miss Thing, uh, her paint is so much better. But <laughs> so, I also see, I also see this too as Alexis being somewhat strategic 
Um, because the way, and we'll get to this later, the way that she continues to hop down Cracker's throat reminds me a little of Gia Gunn mm-hmm. from Last All Stars and the way that Gia, you know, was really playing a game with Farah. But that's just my opinion. Well, let, just... let's let's get there. After this point, right? Like, <laughs> it basically, like, all dogpile on Cracker. Yes, except for Juju and Shay. Yes, except for Juju and Shay, which, I mean, that is unsurprising to me because we'll talk about that a little <laughs> later in the episode because I have some thoughts. Uh, <laughs> now that um, we all um, then slapped around Miss Cracker, uh, RuPaul mm-hmm. comes into the room and the challenge is announced. They didn't do a mini for this episode, did they? They haven't done a mini challenge since episode one, the reading. Yeah, girl, when they've been sitting on this season for like three fucking years and a parchery, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, the challenge is Shantae, enjoy your, enjoy your stay. Um, and the pairings are random with quotation marks. I was about to say, can you random. get my um, knuckles cracking as I, as I do the finger thing? And I got, you got to give it to production because they made sure they made sure that they orchestrated this in a way that um, clearly ties into the whole sort of cracker drama. Because basically, the only thing that happens is they shift cracker to last week's team, Mariah and Shay, which is now absent of Angina. Um, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, wait a second. Why is this it's the same <laughs> fucking team? Which I clocked last week. I did clock last week because I was like, Mayhem mm-hmm. and Blair are together. And then I think I saw Alexis in India. Uh, and fair Juju. enough. To, and, well, I don't think I saw Juju in the, the previews. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Are those the same and teams? I... And then they lied. <laughs> it. I was like, I would have felt better if they had picked them. But apparently that didn't motherfucking happen. Right. It was random. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. <laughs> as, as random as uh, Florida voting. <laughs> 2000. <laughs> quote on quote. So they're put into their random pairs. Um, we have mm-hmm. uh, basically all the teams from last week except for Miss Cracker is now on Team Shay and Mariah. And the challenge is to create boutique hotel rooms complete with a welcome basket, a signature nightcap, and a room tour. Um, so first what of all- does this have to do? <laughs> Because I know you have a lot of feelings about this challenge. <laughs> but before we dive in, before we go to the deep end, let's get into the kiddie pool. What would mm-hmm. your hotel room's theme be? My hotel room? Mm-hmm. And keep it classy. Remember, my mom listens to this pair of What? I wasn't going to say anything. Hi, I mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> my mother does not listen to this because <laughs> getting her to remember her email address is enough. <laughs> We are not even going <laughs> to get into working as a uh, a podcast. Um, I like I like a jungle theme. I think though my theme would maybe be um old black auntie. Ooh yes, with the yeah. with the fruit magnets, the fruit plastic magnets, fruit magnets. Yeah. There will be leopard print, um, tastefully thrown about. Yeah, uh, we would have uh, bowls of peppermints. Yes. Uh, there would be random um, picture altars uh, and a black Jesus, a very, black Jesus, black Jesus, a very faint uh, Mary J. Blige song playing in the background. <laughs> it has to be not going crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on the auntie. Ooh, it depends on the auntie. I'm a just fine might, auntie, um, so 
There we go. See, there are different levels of uh, Mary Auntieism. You're right. You know, it has to like the, the ambiance has to give like the right level of Acura. <laughs> yeah. What would your hotel room be? I know you thought about this. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Why would I? <laughs> why would I have thought about this ahead of time? I don't understand. What it would be an abandoned theme park? Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, we're talking like it would be like um, uh, like an elevated, um, luxurious version of the Circus Circus Hotel in Las Vegas. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it, it would be like um, that episode of Trading Spaces. When they had a circus, <laughs> and those people were mad as hell. Um, we would have um, the bed would be um, a hollowed out like um, roller coaster cart. Um, the in the uh, welcome basket there would be funnel cake, but it would be served <laughs> on the booty of someone with a really fat ass. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, powder sugar optional. Um, and the nightcap would be a ride on the Ferris wheel that is suspiciously too large for the room. <laughs> and it doesn't go anywhere. No, and then, and then, like, then the final, like, the, the culminating, like, the culminating piece would be mm-hmm. one of those mechanical elephant rides outside of the grocery store that only uh, moves uh, at an absolutely glacial pace. <laughs> it would be very expensive. Yeah. There would be lots of um, lots of problems because theme parks mm-hmm. are t- generally marred with problems because it was abandoned, and that is the storyline. Okay, okay. We open next week. All right. <laughs> I'm not coming. COVID is real. <laughs> so, um, I have to say, in general, though, I actually like this challenge idea and here's why because something similar happened during all stars four where they had to create their own club night hmm. and it's had a lot of the same elements um when we get further into the episode i a lot of them i don't think paid off based off of mm-hmm. what they put together but i was not turned off what did, i mean you clearly have some feelings <laughs> well i just had a few feelings that's um just a, 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 a little bit uh my first question is always, um, what is the purpose of a design challenge when it is clear that the design is not like the main factor in the decision? Like, I don't, I don't know what the purpose is of getting these girls to like sit here and paint walls and all this other crap, right? When it doesn't really, I don't know. I don't feel like the designs ultimately factor there. Uh, I think they did. I c- <laughs> hmm. um, <laughs> the best design room did not win. Well, um, well, well. We'll get into that. Later. I can see. I can see what because. So the thing about Drag Race when it started, right, was that all of the challenges were built around uh, things that RuPaul did to become successful, right? Was um, right. Or th- they were, and then it it. it what I liked about it, uh, especially in season three, you really saw this in like the earlier seasons. These are the challenges were built around drag queen skills. Right. So I can I can see the point being extrapolated that this is ultimately about. You better use the SAT um, word extrapolate. <laughs> yes, extrapolate. My extrapolates um, on the way. I love a good extrapolate. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can see the uh the point being uh extrapolated that uh ultimately the skills being used here are creating a cohesive look, uh hosting, right, right being quick with it. Right. Uh but I don't know how excited I am for this challenge when we just had um damn near the same challenge last uh year. Right. And it's not it didn't pop enough to me to warrant a return. It's not like snatch game, uh ball, uh, you know, puppets. It's not one of those things to me that popped enough, right? Like mm-hmm. Club ninety six popped, but uh I can barely tell you what happened with the rest of those challenges. Right. And I can barely tell you what happened in Club ninety six. Right. Well, I mean, there was a nine and a six and they were drinking from little skinny jaws and they whispered. Now that Yes. Club ninety six. Club ninety six. Mm-hmm. Jake Jake from State Farm. <laughs> Have you and seen my childhood? Apparently it was so iconic that the <laughs> two of the girls were just like <laughs> copy and paste. <laughs> um so. I I believe just in general there is always sort of a level of opportunity. That is why you are brought on to RuPaul's Drag Race because yes. you have you know you have sort of the skill set or um, what's so great about Drag Race is that it really is this amalgamation of all of these um, wonderful sort of iconic reality shows. It is I would say probably the hardest reality competition on television. So I think yeah. there is a lot of sort of opportunity to turn it out and make. Um, um, create different experiences from what was produced last season. And I think just what we're getting to, um, lovely listening audience, is that there wasn't great delivery. But let's let's talk yeah, about... Yeah, which is why we're talking <laughs> about everything else, but the actual... Because this was abysmal. This challenge. So the teams get together. Um, <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> You did your taxes. We talk a lot about taxes I, here. I started, I started reading a book. <laughs> I started writing a book. Uh, <laughs> the teams get together and they start conceptualizing things. Right away, Team Shay, um, I wonder to say, that is not true. Team Cracker, Shay, and Mariah <laughs> uh, have settled mm-hmm. on a Golden Girls thing, which... Um, Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> it's solid. It's played, but it's solid. Alexis, Juju B, and India Farah. Um, oh, so in uh, uh, Juju B introduced the uh, concept of the uh, Alaskan <laughs> Wild. I think she said it was. They shot that shit down immediately. Except I thought that was not a terrible idea, but it should have been that plus Alaska Thunderfuck. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. Right. The room should have just been like little like wallpapers of like little pound cake. A little <laughs> and, you, and you know, generally I hate when they are um referential of other queens who have been on the show. But one, mm-hmm. Alaska would have ate that shit up and hyped it up and done it on fucking tour and like wore yeah. the fuck out. And it just would have been hilarious. Um and that is a team that could have benefited from um that little bit of um oomph you get from having a separate self-referential moment. On RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, they eventually, yeah. however, go with the jungle situation. Which is definitely played. Girl. Girl. But, you know, I, we'll get into that in a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, you have Team Blair and Mayhem, which was really a toss-up in terms of, like, the Mr. X situation, um, who is doing 24 karat gold, Lux Expensive. Now, that is one I thought was played in um, easy <laughs> and... 
I have to be honest with you. And this is the point where I was like, this is not going anywhere nice because no one's thinking of anything innovative. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> I think I was a little disappointed in uh, Shay Cracker and Mariah mm-hmm. uh, because I put a lot of stock into the all three of them. I put a lot of stock into the thinking capacity and the creativity of those three. Right. Uh, and I was just like, okay, Golden Girls. I knew Alexis, Juju, and India weren't going to be like the most uh, out of the box thing, mm-hmm. but I had faith in uh, Juju and Alexis, their ability to improv and sell and sell something. Right. Because those are personality girls. Right. I had no faith in Blair and Mayhem. So when they <laughs> rolled out their club lux, I was not surprised. I said, okay, yeah, these are going these two are gonna be my least favorite. I have <laughs> Did you think the same thing when they were also going in and like designing the rooms too? Um uh, when they were designing the rooms, I think the thought I had that crossed my mind was everybody is going to be shit. Yep. Yep, the dress is shit, the drink is shit, the commercial was shit. Shout out to Raven. <laughs> Who Shout out to Raven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Girl, is that number exposed? I need to say her Listen, attack. 95, I think it was 951. 951, <laughs> girl, 951. So, the long and the short of it is, um, we're uh, in the words of Shea Coulee a couple episodes ago, uh, y'all in danger, girl. She ain't say that exactly, but I had to remix it. Mm. Well, I mean, you could see that, too. There were, like, scenes where... So, Juju points out that the paint on the wall is drying in a very uh, uh, distasteful way. Right. right. And Alexis is just like, shut the fuck up. It's everything. You know, that's exactly what we want. And I think <laughs> Juju, Juju had the line about uh, being on a team with two people with questionable taste. And I almost was and like, I wait said, a minute, bitch. <laughs> right. It was like, hold wait on, Miss Day. Wait a minute, Miss Queen of the mall. Okay. Um, I don't even think she was on the mall this time, girl. I, she was giving <laughs> a strip mall down this episode. And, um, and but then she comes back to fight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she came back and what? <laughs> she said, "Well, I have questionable taste too." And I said, "Thank you, thank you for being self-aware." Right? Yeah. Um, when they were designed, putting the rooms together, I was looking and I was like, I kept getting this feeling, and uh, I'm a control freak, so you know, <laughs> take this with a grain of salt. That no one was taking a proper amount of lead to really drive the direction of the rooms. Right. There was like, are you sure? It was a lot of, um, okay, or like looking for like reassurance in the partner, specifically with Blair and Mayhem. So this Mm -hmm. entire episode, I'm like, this is either a misdirect or they're going to do really, really well. Um, Whatever was happening with um, India, Juju, and uh, Alexis's rope, like I couldn't get a good sense of anyone really driving things with the exception of probably Shea Coulee. And that's not even a biased statement. I do think she's a good leader. Um, mm-hmm. But like, even then there still seemed to be like some mm, that I would love to see, but you know, what was at least great about all of this cracker what? seemed to be at least having a good day. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like she was enjoying it. I think what I missed from this segment and from this episode, actually in general was shenanigans, <laughs> you know, cause what I did think about, was this challenge last year with the clubs 
And when they were making those movies, there was so many uh, fucking shenanigans going on, like uh, Monet and Monique. Uh, <laughs> Monique you asking which way do you roll the back <laughs> and Monique said up and down Monique was like okay and then she just continues sideways and she goes, who said Jesus right well I mean <laughs> I mean do we put that much stock in Monet's opinions because this is we're talking about the girl who said that uh, people in Europe so, <laughs> initially spoke apparently that's actually true <laughs> Is it what? Apparently, is true. Yeah. According to who? Uh, 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 I, I, it is true. I've heard it um, somewhere. I do not have the current references. Run me to, the facts. To AP style with the Carfax. <laughs> Run me all the facts. You want a Carfax need... on a Monet Exchange moment? <laughs> I need a document that is cited. <laughs> um. Yeah. Allegedly, it's true. Um. Um. Listeners, if you are a historian and you know things about the past, not my checkered past, but a past nonetheless. In the past, I did go to a checkers. Mm-hmm. Let us know if what Monet Exchange said was true and provide us with receipts. Like what mm-hmm. you get from CVS. Yeah, so Shay's asking Cracker about um, her experience and Cracker is uh, saying that she had a very lovely experience. She appreciated working with queens that she respects. <laughs> um, and she and she didn't say it like that because the way I said it could be interpreted as shame. No, I don't think she said it in that way at all. And you know, no, this is where I really flipped the script because I, I was okay with them holding her accountable early in the episode. Alexis Mateo decides that she wants to chime in and go, oh, so you don't respect me? First of all, <laughs> from across the room. Right. <laughs> Alexis is just kiki in and and then suddenly and this is when I was like, this is personal. Mm-hmm. This is personal because the same thing that's also going on in the episode with Mayhem and Blair, where and again the projection is doing what they get paid, you know, twenty five thousand dollars a year to do. They are producing a show and they are putting together Hello? Oh shit, we got technical difficulties, y'all. No, I'm back. Somebody, <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not have my do not disturb on. And somebody called me. Let me put this on. You right see, now. This, this is what I tell you about having friends. <laughs> this is, this is, oh my god, I was like, what happened? And then here's my friend. Yeah, so production is doing what they need to do to put together a show. But like Mayhem and Crack and Blair are also in the black in the back, sort of kicking about Cracker and. Alexis is coming at her neck and I'm feeling for her in this moment because now it's elevated to bullying. Yeah, because it's... Go ahead. No, no, no. That that was my final statement. No. Sorry, like, first of all, um, she wasn't talking to you. At all. At all. She didn't say anything that was offensive towards you. And this is a reminds me of what my mother always tells me. Mind your business, because when you all up in somebody else's business, you're going to find a reason how your feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bible. Bible. Yeah. You know, and Alexis is just, I didn't understand where it was coming from. The only things that I could think were uh, personal, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, or strategic. Um, you were clinging seriously. to the strategy thing. I, I don't buy I'm it. Clinging, I'm clinging to Alexis knowing that she is not the number one contender in this. Cause, and you know, this may be carryover from what happens later on in the episode because you know I have a bone to pick with her and Miss um, Miller. 
Military. Um, Military. After, after the shit that they tried up in that damn um, deliberation. But, um, yeah, so the strategic and also uh, insecurity. Those are the things that popped up in my head. Because um, why are you on this girl so hard? Right. You are just on it. And <clears throat> she says, like, Cracker didn't come to her and talk. What? <laughs> Who needs to come talk to you about what? Yeah. And that's why I think it's all personal because, like, she invented every every fucking reason why Cracker was in the wrong. She didn't come talk to her. Uh, English is my second language and I can't communicate, Girl. which is a thing, except Alexis, <laughs> Alexis has been reading since season three. Right. So let's not go you call that shit out <laughs> immediately on the side. <laughs> Bitch, I was over it at that point. And honestly, like I could, I was in the beginning episode, I was really rooting and hoping this would be an Alexis episode. And as my mother said, as we watched the episode today, I don't know, if, I don't know, if, am I supposed to like this Alexis girl? Because I don't know if I like this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, and also, the, you know, we, I have to say, this doesn't mean that people need to, like, go and tell her to kill herself and, like, jump in front of oncoming traffic and no. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Let's, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, girl. I have a lot but, of feelings about that. I have a lot of feelings yeah. about that because as, I, as that episode was playing out on Friday, I was like, this is not going to be good for Alexis and the fandom needs to be checked immediately. Yeah. You know, and it, but it, it also is hard. I mean, it's not that it's hard not to give someone death threats. That's very easy. But it is hard to not get um, emotionally invested. You know what I mean? Like, I get very emotionally invested in this show. Right. Um, you know, our text messages can <laughs> work as, as service proof uh, for that. You know, just scroll back to when um, Widow Von Du went into the bottom the first time last season. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, and I had a heart attack. Oh, listen. And then it was a shocker call. The shocker call, we were fine. Right, and then I was fine. Like, and then Jan started <laughs> having a fucking seizure. She and was, I was definitely, definitely fine. Misplaced Janet Jackson, but it was a little closer to Janet Jackson. <laughs> Janet Stepherson. Oh. Uh, no, see, my whole thing is you can have emotions, you can feel away. One, you don't know these queens. Two, yeah. it's yeah. a TV show, relax. Three, yes. if you don't have anything nice to say, don't tag the girl. Yeah, that, that's unnecessary. Don't tag, if I have and, nothing to, nice to say on my Twitter about someone when I try to manage how much is not nice, except for certain mm-hmm. people who rob a certain queen of a winning season nine, <gasps> um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't tag them in there because you don't need that. These girls are just kind of trying to work. It's unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. It's completely unnecessary. I don't think that I've ever been moved enough to go and give a queen like hate on their social media yeah you know like i'll talk to you and you know we can kiki all day long right um but even if i'm at a show with a queen that i don't like i don't you know get into that it's unnecessary right i'm not gonna Um, i'm gonna run her her little coin because i mean drag is work yeah and also uh something to think about too is the context in which you see this behavior manifest right you're looking at this stuff happen um, in a very stressful, what, like five weeks? If that. <laughs> you know? Um, they can't so all have of the course you're going to... Uh, they can't all have the season three treatment. Remember they left. What was this? We getting off topic. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to... They left? 
Yeah, remember? Uh, I know Shangela was in the. I know they took a trip to the dollar store, and Shangela thought she was Jay Pinky Smith. Yes. No. Um. Yeah. Three. Like halfway through. Um. Allegedly, it's there's several theories. One, something about Shangela uh, and that fight she had with Mimi because it was right after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another theory is um, that RuPaul was sick, but they left for a couple weeks. Because apparently, if you listen to Race Chaser, <laughs> I'm a friend of the pod, uh, unofficial. Um, apparently, like there's a there's a point where like Mariah doesn't have a beard and then she has a beard. Yes, I do remember that. I remember thinking about that as I watched season three the first time. I was like, what is going on with that? Yeah. All right. So re- let's take a real quick break and then we're going to get into um, uh, these challenges. Is. So we get to the challenge. Uh, and I believe that the Golden Girls uh, are up first. Golden Girls and- Palace. Golden Gals Palace. And it, it, off top, when it started, you know the first thing I thought? What? The Shea Kool-Aid must have been the head designer on this room. You this know damn well. Because looks suspiciously familiar. You know damn well Shea was in charge. You need to let this wallpaper. I think that the wallpaper looked like Shea's interest look. That's what I was thinking. Oh, T. I don't know if I tea. said, this looks suspiciously familiar. And I had to uh, get on my computer and like cross-reference. Um, and it's a different color. Her interest look is a different color palette. Yes. But it is still suspiciously familiar. I mean, so that's how, that's how you work the, the entrance look and not wear the same shoes. <laughs> anyway, carry on. The banana leaves are the same. So, um, so you know, they're, they're each, uh, Shay is B author. Um, Shay D author. Shay D author. Um, Cracker is Rose Bud. Yes. And Mariah is that Balenciaga Devereaux. So, <laughs> Why did you just exhale like that? So I, I really want, we talked about this at one point as a separate, one of our 17 minute, uh, million one-off conversations. And I want a moratorium <laughs> on Rue Girls doing Blanche Devereaux until they <laughs> can understand that doing Blanche Devereaux is not just doing sexy. Right, not just being a slut. Right, uh, and we had the same problem out of uh, Crystal, Crystal Beth on RuPaul Drag Race UK, and really um, just sort of any uh, sexy character. And you know, I'd say we talked about this because we talked about how sexy as a drag character, one you just might feel differently as a drag performer, you might most feel sexier, but it's also the most accessible. Yeah, it's the default mood. Right, 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 right. right. Anytime a drag queen says, my drag character's a slut, I'm like, oh, God, this is going downhill. Um, well, I just think you really, you really haven't thought about this for more than 10 minutes. Yep, absolutely. Um, so <laughs> I didn't have, like, that much. I didn't have that much of a problem. Actually, when I watched it the second time, um, I thought that there were certain things that were actually quite funny. Right. Um the humor was dry throughout, so some of the things didn't land as hard. Uh-huh. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, SARS. Um, COVID-free. Huh? So, some of the things didn't land quite as hard, like uh, Rosebud on the phone um, <laughs> begging her grandkids to come see her. Which I thought was funny. Uh, which is hilarious. Even Shay mixing up her references or just using the wrong character reference for uh-huh. the character that she was. Um, when she pulls up the picture frame and she says, picture that, you know, picture. I thought that was on purpose. 
I thought on purpose, but they dinged her for it. On Which the, was uh, dumb. Well, they were in a they were in a less uh, get Shay together mood uh, on that runway. Producer, busy, busy, okay, bitch. Um, but I thought it was hilarious when she did that, and so I was looking forward to. It. I even thought that some of the stuff that Mariah was doing um, was funny. I just didn't think that it was. Uh, I'm going to use this word again: boombastic. Ooh. Right, I said it's Mr. Boom Boston. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that it was just like uh, spit your spit your drink on the floor and funny. Yeah, um, I have a lot of, you know, the thing about this was it was a really risky choice um, because I, do, I generally don't feel like it was an easy way out, Mm-mm. but it was a really risky choice that didn't end up paying off. Uh, one, anytime you know, I, I really for real want that moratorium on. Queens doing Blanche until they can do it fucking right. No one, they have the challenge of having to embody these really established characters and these really um, iconic, well-loved characters in the queer community. So, you know, they created all of these hurdles and mm, of those two uh, crackers, funny, Shay is funny, Mariah is not a comedy girl, but if I were to give a role of, of the Golden Girls, it would be that for her mm-hmm. and they didn't really fully embody the characters that they need to and also cracker not getting the cheesecake line yeah i was gonna bring that up she and that wasn't the only fumble that she had there were like there were some small fumbles in there yeah throughout and i almost wondered if she was still frazzled by the hurricane alexis that's what i thought that's what i thought to be honest with you, because one thing I do know about Cracker is she generally can deliver on comedy. So, but you know, you, you now you have the the combination of uh, Hurricane Alexis, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Category Four, and <laughs> um, also just you generally being in your head. Uh, yeah, you know all that real estate that you're giving to Alexis and to herself. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it easily it's very easy for that to have. Um, crept up on her and I could sort of see how that happened um, I would give this overall performance of that group probably a C yeah it's just passing something else that I thought about when I was watching it especially Cracker is I was transported back to season 10 and I was having the same emotion with Cracker again where it was I really want to see the girl that I see in review with the Jew right on my screen right now because I'm not seeing her because Cracker in her own like element the review her recap show review with a Jew is fucking hilarious you are right it is you know what I mean it's like gut some days it's gut busting hilarious mm-hmm. and I every is something about her when she is in on in the context of the competition where I don't see that yeah oh you know remember the ad I mean it, it, being a control freak myself uh, that she's probably um, when you don't have that kind of situation in your grasp, mm-hmm. you are it's like running up, um, running up a silk sheep on a, a falling cliff. Okay, that makes any sense. Yeah, <laughs> sweeping leaves on a windy day. Yes, yes. Uh, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. And she could not get a grasp of sort of where she needed to be. Her head was her head was probably miles um, ahead of where she needed to be back here, and that's I think what happened to her. Yeah, and just to be transparent, 
uh, because I can also be a, a cynic. Um, <clears throat> if they're, <clears throat> oh my goodness, mm. I know, girl. I'm sorry, <laughs> that was last night. Uh, if they are going to pull the page and not crown Shay and insert Cracker, um, because this is also just a, a something I have running in the back of my head. Um, I have PTSD from All Stars Three. Listen, if they're going to listen. do this, uh, hopefully they will do it in a manner that is believable. Um, I agree. You know, and not crown the girl who has been mediocre. So part of me is like, Cracker, you better be funny. Because if they are going to uh, pull the page at the end of this season, I at least want to feel like you deserved it. Well, you know, keep in mind, though, we're still, this is just episode three. So PTSD. <laughs> that is the nature. <laughs> that is the nature of PTSD. Yes. I'm already at the finale. Um, let's get into the Glamazon. The tacky ass aunties. <sighs> For the record, I still would have liked uh, Wild Alaska <laughs> but, about Alaska Thunderfuck. Um, I liked. Here's what I liked about this. I liked it that Welcome and Scratch Crowd was the consistent crowd, <laughs> and while it, while it was heavy handed. <laughs> You never forgot. And listen, my mom watched the episode too. <laughs> she got to the end of the commercial and she did the thing. So you know it was memorable. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was cute. I think they had a lot of really great elements that needed some finesse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were just very just okay. Yeah, it was. It also was just kind of um, their parts didn't seem like they were working with each other. Right. Uh, oh, like totally they, it that. didn't totally. seem like they all had the same script to be. Uh, what is going on? <laughs> it's me drinking my red wine through a straw because I'm tacky today. Uh, and it's Fonzie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because that's the way to think out of the box. <coughs> oh, oh, oh. Like earlier, girl, are you okay? Do you need some water? No. You thirsty babe? Was... Who said? That? Who said? That? Well, Who clearly said that? you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the bitches weren't on the same page. They weren't. They didn't have the same script. So it, it was at the beginning of it. Um, you know, Juju's doing her thing, but she's rambling about her grandmother making these chairs. Um, Listen, that's when I was like, <laughs> "This is getting weird." <laughs> it was very weird, and this is one of the points where I picked up a book and started reading because I was just fed up. I said, "What is going on?" On that's my... when I texted you. Actually, yeah, <laughs> what is going on on my TV screen? This is. I was like. Because it's like Juju, like, Juju just showed up to set and was just saying anything that just came to her fucking mind. Uh, Alexis is over there failing with props. I thought that was funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and India has just been relegated to. I said, okay, Miss Thay. Let's let's have a moment about that, actually, <laughs> Miss Thay, because. I had the same feeling about not being on the exact, um, like, everyone having different scripts. I felt like Alexis and Juju had the same, <laughs> Alexis and Juju had showgirls and India Farah had gremlins. And <laughs> like a stage production in Oklahoma. And um, um, India, like, the way she fumbled that joke about the golden shower. Yeah. Which was probably the funniest, should have been the funniest thing in there. When and though I think Juju saying we're wearing leopard print dresses was hilarious. Yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> that 
like dead, <laughs> that deadpan was hilarious. But the way that you fumble like this moment that you owned, and then you told the judges that you owned it too. Right, this was your only um, job. You had one job and you fumbled the bag. So that's what I think happened with them. It was just, if I were to grade this one, I give the other one a C. I would probably give this one a B. Really? Yeah. What edge is it over uh, Golden Girls Palace? Because it was at least a little funnier. Okay, I'll give it that. It was funnier. And the room, well, I mean, room, I mean, one was a replica of a, an actual, like, set piece, and one was, you know, the jungle room in the Poconos. Yeah, but when they, uh, when Juju made the joke about releasing the mosquitoes, I said, oh, okay, so we're really just straight up copying Still. what happened here last season. Yes. 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 But you know, I gotta give it to Juju. She worked it because if I if I can see spoiler alert in five, four, three, two, boom. I can see why she won the challenge. And we'll talk about that when we I can't true, because everybody over. else sucked. <laughs> let's get over let's go let's let's talk about why at the twenty four carat experience. You're not gonna talk about her shoes. I think I've talked Juju B <laughs> is wearing these chunky strap <laughs> black heels that I am sure she got from H and and Azara. <laughs> And I know she wore that with her entrance look. She's given. Uh, I know she wore that in this challenge and did not match that fucking dress. The girls are on a budget. All. How dare you? They look like a New Jersey garden party, but like not in the nice part of fucking Jersey. She wanted. She's an old. She's an old girl. She needs support. Okay, this is she is <laughs> she is this is lesbian status now. This is about function and not form, baby. We, and then she had the audacity. Let's talk about the 44 characters. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. I had it with I had it with Juju in the fashions this episode. You know, I have always believed in accepting Juju for who she is as a queen because everybody's drag is valid. Um, but like there is a point where it's like everybody's drag and val- is valid, and then it's also the point where Juju was like, let me go to All Star so I can get back home real quick. I'll be back. Like she was going to the store in the morning because she just didn't want to be out all fucking day. Enough is enough. I can't go on. I can't go on. Donna (laughs) Summer and Barbara Streisand said it better. Oh, man. So, Club 96. (laughs) Club 96. So, what I'm going to give these two is, while I think the concept was not elevated, (laughs) um, I did think they did that script well. I don't know. Part of me feels like it wasn't intentional. Mm -hmm. But the other part of me feels like, I think, let me take that back. They knew what they were going for, mm-hmm. and they they somehow got there. You know, <laughs> yeah. You ever see like Beverly Hills Troop when they just <laughs> they somehow managed to find themselves at the end? Yeah. Of the uh, but they like had still went through all kinds of turmoil and shit. That's what it felt like with that group. I thought they were funny. I think in terms of cohesion and they were re- really working well as a team and the pieces coming off well together. Mm-hmm. I do think they were the best. Um. I do think they were the best, and I think uh, their comedy landed. Um, I like Mayhem going by Gold LeMay, uh, or sorry, going by LeMay. I thought that was smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think altogether, I mean, altogether, it, it, it worked. I think it really, really worked. Um, again, part of me feels like some of that was accident with them. <laughs> well, I think that part of it, uh, something that I thought about with their comedy, uh, and I wrote in my notes, it was thank God the judges know how to give it back, 
because a lot of their comedy hinged on the response from the judges slash patrons, right? Like, how does it taste, right? Rich. And that's why I, I think Michelle had the funniest line when she said, what did she say? Uh, Darling, we are rich. No, not that. It was, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling dividends or I have dividends or I taste dividends or something like that. I think that I think I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, I think that was the funniest line of the whole thing. Um, but I definitely ding them on lack of originality because I yes, if we're going to recycle almost the same, it was almost the same characters from Club ninety six, just in a different setting. Right. Just yeah, I agree. Vapid whispering women, and that's why I think they got there by accident because I do I do genuinely believe they don't they didn't like steal the concept right out, but like. There was something very intentional, like uh, uh, it was a happy accident, I think is the term. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the question. I... Was it better than Club 96? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm, I don't think it was Club Register on the Richter scale. <laughs> <laughs> Club 96. The funny thing is Club 96 lost the challenge. Yeah, well, I, and I, I, I want to cut the girls some slack because you got to remember something about the, lab, the club design challenge one. That was a group of fashion girls who have a lot of great um, art. Uh, fashion girls? Monet? I'm referring to Manila <laughs> and Valentina and Naomi. Okay. And to some extent, Trinity too. <laughs> uh, Trinity the top, I'm sorry. Um, so, but also Manila was a graphic designer. So she had a lot of design experience in her back pocket to really pull off was the, uh, the Hive, mm-hmm. I think was the name of the club. Yeah, The Hive. The Hive. So like you, you know, think about that. And then you also, Monet and, uh, Monet and Monique's club was actually not that, there was a lot happening. Yes, it was. In the black hole. Yes. There was a baby yes. alien that may or may not have been alive. It was like a Cabbage Patch doll. I think it might have been Mayhem's entrance. <laughs> So I'm here to end the party. <laughs> I don't think it started. Um, but I, there were just a lot of really great elements. That's what I'm saying about this challenge. Like, all together. Like, there was so much um, material and opportunity, and I just don't think they got there. Yeah. Um, and some level of fault of their own and some level of the working relationships, um, it, it just didn't pop like it needed to. Yeah, most definitely. What would you give that last group's grade? Um, well, I haven't graded any of them. If I was grading the Golden Girls, I would give them a C. Right. Uh, maybe a C plus, depending on how I felt that day. Ooh. Um, all right, Professor. Oh. The New Jersey aunts, I would give them probably <laughs> a B minus. Yeah, that's kind of where I was, but I was being nice. Yeah, and then... Um, Club 96 would get <laughs> Club 96 would probably get a B. You know what I mean? I give them a B plus. Yeah, because yeah, it wasn't like it had the most effort, but it uh, it was the most, I think, just consistent or balanced. Yeah, and they worked the best. Yeah, they worked the. I felt like they worked the best together, and there was a lot of cheek. Yeah. In it that I think really really worked. So um, for that, you know, again accident, intentional, whatever, I would say B plus, A minus. Right, and who knew? Blair may have. Who fucking knew? But you know, I, you know, one went before the other. So. In this cast, 
Blair and May have would do the best in the challenge. Who would have no. thought it? Um, Not I said the cat. So the runway. That's me as a carburetor. Okay. Well, before we get to the runway, let's talk about RuPaul's dress. That's what I was about to talk about. I've seen it before. Okay, <laughs> okay see, this is where we're so many. It's a week When I she turned like, the corner, I said, <laughs> bitch. It's a recreation. It's a recreation. It's a recreation. And at this point, I'm fed the fuck up because we have not had a good look for RuPaul. This is, <laughs> I am fed up. The first episode was like these weird tendrils falling out of your dress. Yeah, the second one was situation. like a bad first grade arts project when you come in and you're like, okay, today, kids, we're going to do paper mache. You know? <laughs> Paper mache coulee. Right. And then this, it's just like, did you pull this out of your closet? Yeah, I definitely cl- I'm, uh, clocked that. This is, wow. We, wow. We've been watching the show for a while. Because I totally clocked that it was, it looked like a recreation of another piece. Mm-hmm. And I remember it, it I believe it was the, that same color uh, uh, scheme. And she was wearing a headband and uh, big blonde hair. I might go find it later on if I feel like Yeah, it. I mean, the only was difference like, was that the panels were bigger. Of color, yes, and they were like in a fur. Yeah, in a fur. It was more three D this time. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I didn't. It wasn't my. I knew you were gonna have feelings about it. <laughs> I'm just. I, I'm on the verge of giving up because I need to be served a look, and I have not been served a look. But hey, it was a precursor to the runway. Which the th- the category is what, darling. <laughs> the, the category is um three looks in one three 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 was that the category because that is not what i saw coming down that runway sunday sunday uh, sunday sunday the category <laughs> i saw a whole Let's bunch of girls wearing okay hold up real quick before we get into this here's my thing with these um two and ones and three and one runways Yep. Oh, let us have, let let them have it. Let them have it. I okay. The category calls for distinct looks, right? Yes. Being served, not a reveal. Yes. You know what I mean? Because sometimes the girls are just like you know they come out with their dress pulled up and then they drop it and they're like, oh, that was two looks. <laughs> no, that was not right. two looks. That was one fucking look. <laughs> that was one fucking look. You know what I mean? Or they come out with a coat on and then they take the coat off. That wasn't a re- that wasn't a two in one. You just came in the house. That is not. <laughs> it is fucking. It's, it's frustrating. Like, and then <clears throat> I feel like some girls were more concerned with uh, getting to the last look that the first yep. one was just like thrown. You know what I mean? Just thrown together. So. Yeah, it was. Let's, let's talk about all because I, I, <laughs> I had all of the I very similar feelings to that too. And you're right, you know, it's it's bothersome because let's get through the runway first, and then we'll go. We'll we'll mm-hmm. uh, do some dis discourse about you know what it means to actually really rise to the occasion with this kind of uh, category. Because I mean, all of us say it's not easy to have looks that need to be transitioned but if that is explicitly what the category calls for you know your role and responsibility is to deliver on that app yeah so, you can't show up and say well girl I tried my best you get chopped 
Let's toot and book the first look. The first look is by Blair St. Clair, who is serving as a decades look. She starts in the 1950s. She moves on to 1960s, where she is Miss Twiggy, and then she goes on to some full Donna Summer in the 1970s. I'm going to toot this look because I think it... Uh, I'm going to toot it because it was really um, strong references and great execution of the looks from those eras. Um, and it was very clearly all of that when she did her reveals. Uh, the only softness I'm going to give to that, too, is I would have loved some more razzle-dazzle to the garments. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to toot it, one, because unlike last week, she followed the challenge this week. <laughs> right? She followed the assignment. Um, she really read page three like she was supposed right, to. Right, and they were distinct. They were distinct looks that she yep. peeled out. And just, you know what I mean? Like, they were distinct yep. looks that she uh, got into. <laughs> um you know, I agree. I, would I have wanted like more uh, from her? Yes. Uh, am I tired of seeing girls with a disco look? Absolutely. Girl. I'm so Girl. sick of the disco look. I'm sick of a jumpsuit with a fucking flared out sleeve. I'm done with it. But you know, you said that as I'm watching Coco Montreux lip sync against a <laughs> flared. Well, that's different. I'm thinking more. No, totally I'm thinking more like Jackie Cox coming out. Wow, um, we're not going to go there today. Uh... <laughs> but um, yeah, she gets a two. She gets a two. It, was, it it did the job. And I agree with your assessment. You know, there were uh, very clearly distinct looks. Um, disco seems like a, is, is an easy reference, but you know, I give her major points because that sixty looks sixties look I love and I want, mm-hmm. and that yellow dress is fabulous. So you know, two. Our next uh, runway girl is Miss Mayhem Miller. I'm giving, and she's wearing, um, this is the hmm. thing that you were sort of getting into. So she's wearing this coat and skirt situation. <laughs> the coat goes, that's not technically a look, but you know, that's neither here nor there. You could maybe call that an opera coat, if you will. She's have this skirt and polka dot garment uh, with the skirt. Oh, I said skirt, I'm sorry. <laughs> The uh, polka dot uh, top pink piece with a skirt, and the skirt sashays away, and she's now in this two-piece bathing suit, and then she revi- she pulls from this suspicious wig. <laughs> uh, that hairline was suspicious. You and I both know yes. that. Um, and she is in this beautiful polka dot two-piece garment uh, with uh, a matching uh, pussycat wig and a, a bathing suit cap, essentially. A uh, little turban situation. I'm going to give it a soft toot, and the reason I'm soft tooting this garment is because I've seen her wear something very similar during her uh, nuclear summer. Yeah, she posted it on her um, Instagram. The comparison of the two? She posted both outfits, and she said, yeah, it's the same thing. Y'all know I love this. Girl, I'm getting real... Right, so this is why I'm going to boot this, okay? Because the only cute thing going on was the wig reveal. And mm. <clears throat> the wig was suspicious, but I give her props because it was not uh, silky at the finale of season <laughs> 11 <laughs> suspicious. That, w- that wig was like 10 feet tall. I was like, <laughs> oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> She's going she to steal <laughs> So, no, she didn't follow the assignment. You know, it was two looks. It was not three. The assignment is three and one. You are giving us something that you already gave us. And is it done done well? Is it, uh, does it fit your body? Does your body look great? Yes, yes. 
the way the pattern was on point. The pattern was on point. The way the um the wig reveal was cute. I actually thought the wig reveal into the little um the wrapped up hair. I thought that was cute. Oh no, it was cute, but that look was not given. I mean that the wig, like I was like, oh, there's something under that. Like it should have been a better styled wig. Yeah, but and also we've seen this before. And honestly, the first time we saw it was cuter. <clears throat> you know? Um, so I'm not feeling it. And then for you to just whip out into a bathing suit, girl, and then for you to whip out into a bathing suit and be given all of what you were giving up in this deliberations. Say <laughs> look, save save it for that part. Save it for that part. You fucking treacherous <laughs> ass girl. Save it for that part, girl. So okay, Ooh, so these fucking mid pack players trying to just step beyond their bounds. <laughs> Bitch, you are here so, about the grace of God. When we, I so I've been preparing for when you go in about that for the last couple of days. I've dead ass. I'm like, I've like pulled. I have a book on the right hand side. Um, I might start a small car insurance business. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, let's get to that part. So up next, we have Alexis in this circus look. Boots. She goes from a from. Can I please, can describe her? <laughs> She's wearing this big top garment look. She goes from uh, being the circus tent to this ballerina, and then she goes to, she says the acrobat, which I, I can believe. You boot this look. Tell us why. I was not here for it. It was, was it three looks? Yes, it was three looks. It was three looks. Was she followed the instructions. Three tacky ass looks. Okay. Because you come, but out, you know she's tacky though. Okay, but this is a <laughs> you. Violet says she's the tacky that we love. Not on tonight, because this <laughs> was a big ass coat with a uh, that little hat. You. <laughs> <laughs> it was just too much. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was... I'm going to. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait! Go finish, finish, finish what you were gonna say. It was just too much. It was too much, and it was not. Um, I think the thing that made me upset is that it looked amateurish and very junior. Like for her to just come out in this big coat, reveal. I think the middle look was cute. The lime gray, really? the lime gray. I didn't mind as much as I mind. I had a problem with. The final uh, look, and here's why. Here's the main thing I have a problem with with Alexis and that final look. Um, I have a problem with Alexis when she wears buns because I do not think Alexis gives the bun enough hair for her face. And I had this same problem in season three during the Money Ball when she came out in her cocktail dress. And she had that miniature bun on her head, and and here's and here's my thing is that when you're doing drag or the kind of drag that they're doing on this show, everything needs to be exaggerated because you're trying to overcompensate right. for features, right? Right. Um. Mm-hmm. So for you to have that small ass bun was a problem. Um. For you to have that small ass bun and that medium ass uh majorette outfit was a problem. <laughs> For you to have that small ass <laughs> bun and that medium ass majorette outfit, and to pull the shenanigans that you pulled up in that deliberations, you see, you getting the hat, bitch. We gotta get. This. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna let you have your moment. Uh, okay, girl. Okay, girl. Uh, I will not let this stand. I'm going to actually toot the garment, and here's why. Mm. One, it is three looks in one. Um, I think if they both uh, look one and three were well executed. Actually, they were the cleanest, and they were the very clearest in concept. I have a problem with drag queens find themselves drowning in tool. <laughs> um, tool fabric, and that's what happened with their second look. Also, this look, this this ballerina who I don't I don't think took a class once, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, she was not giving. So the second look, when they read that, I was like, yes, but her pink, her also her paint was beautifully done. It was cute. I appreciate that she tried to paint a baby hair or uh, swoop on. That was baby. I don't think that was baby. That was like a toddler hair she had on that <laughs> head, bitch. <laughs> a tween on that head, girl. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna let you uh, tear her to shreds in a couple of uh, segments. Let's get to our next girl, Miss India Farah, who I'm going to do because one, Miss India is wearing this full houndstooth, houndstooth like Alexis Carrington situation. Um, it is very India Farah, but. But it is a smidgen, like you know, like a um, like a sample you might get in a mall food court mm-hmm. of fashion. <laughs> I thought it was cute. It it was very drag fashion, very much so like a, but like it was very clearly like an India Fair aesthetic and representative of who she is. Uh-huh. Um, which is you know with uh, with India is uh, a sort of this um scarily delightfully tacky uh but it worked and i liked it um and she even went down to that breastplate in a bodysuit in true drag queen fashion and i'm gonna give it a two yeah i give it a two too the second look wasn't my favorite uh with that was the pants garment yeah the pants wasn't necessarily my favorite but i also don't feel like i had enough time to look at it uh well which is an issue we have all around. Yeah, it was like people were like, okay, first look off, gotta get to the third, gotta get to the third. <laughs> yeah, it was very much so that. Um, you know who I wish you had gotten off the runway faster in the same regard? <laughs> and by the way, just as a, just as a uh, preface, we're not being shady for the sake of being shady. Um, no, I actually feel like this. Runway. Right, I actually feel like this. This isn't for the sake it's of not anything. A good runway. Um, and it, it was very underwhelming collectively. Um, and that's including a couple of our favorites. So, speaking of a favorite who I wish had not come onto the runway, um, Juju B was lucky that she won this challenge when I said that, when I said earlier that B was very, is very much so, let me go to run, let me run to this All Stars Five so I can get back. This, if you needed some clear indication of that, it was this look. So this first garment is uh, this full witch dress in velvet, no kind of accessories whatsoever, except from this pumpkin. But you know, I accepted it because that's B's drag. Then she takes it off. And we reveal that we're doing a holiday theme. Yes, we're tripping through the and holidays. She, <laughs> she takes off this large wig to reveal this very suspicious shake and go Mrs. Claus wig. And um, if you look at our um, if you look at our profile photo, 
uh, from Black to Our Roots, um, that Christmas dress I'm in might be in the same collection as that wig. Uh, we can see all kinds of boy hair under Juju. And once again, there is no accessories. And then she goes back to the runway and takes this suspicious wig off to reveal what is her nicer wig, clearly. Um, and puts on this Leg Avenue sexy bunny headband situation. And here I'm disappointed because now it, it just seems to be a level of care that is not being um, exuded by a competitor in a drag competition. And, you know... Your drag can be your drag, you can be your drag, and it is expensive, but, you know, you come to All Stars 5, and the expectation is a level of elevation, and she was serving a level of all, of uh, Drag Race Season 2. That would have worked then. It does not work now. Would it have worked then? Barely. Barely, though. Yeah, because so she turned the corner, and I immediately thought about Evie Oddly's witch look. Um, oh, same. With the drop front. Yeah, and Evie did it better. Uh, of course. And my thing... Here's my thing about camp. Right? You know why we love Manila so much? Oh, yes, God. Is because when Manila does camp, right, there's a level of commitment. Uh, there's a level of creativity and thought behind how the outfit is going to work. Uh, there's a level of wit to it. Uh and it, it ultimately shows you what is possible with Kat. Right. This felt lazy. This felt uh, cheap. It did not look yep. expensive. Uh, was it three distinct looks? Yes, it certainly was. Sure. But sure. there was nothing. Uh, and as she was like revealing, I, was just, I just kept, it was, I felt myself sinking into different uh, layers of disappointment. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. she's wearing a robe and a crooked wish hat. Oh, okay, now she's Mrs. Claus, you know, with some uh, thigh-high white boots. And it was like, is that... First of all, that it was the corset from last week. Right, and then she strips into the bunny. I'm like, that was it. <laughs> that was it. The rabbit hat was cute. Girl, that, that's what I'll give you. Um, was it though? Because like that was li- that that I've seen. Uh, that is literally like I went back and forth sexy, on that. Sexy bunny costumes, three one five. I went back and forth. I didn't think that it was like atrocious. Oh my goodness, what's going on? I'm sorry, I worked twelve hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, boot. Yeah, boot, it was boot, absolute boot. 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 It was it was spirit Halloween store. It was an ankle boot with a kitten heel. Yeah, it was bad even for Juju. Mm, girl. Anyway, up next we have Mariah, who gets read on uh, read by uh, Michelle, who I think was wrong. Oh my um, god, that is a toot to me, baby. It was a toot. She looked cute, and I my thought was, if you're gonna read her, then you need to read Mayhem for Phil. You know, because she tried to eviscerate Mariah, and this is. Some nights I feel like the judges are like, okay, this is the person who needs to go. Yep, 100%. You know what I mean? And I think, and Michelle just needed like a dissenting opinion, but it was not, 
I mean, yeah, the first look was definitely she's wearing this full like kind of like a koosh ball situation, but she makes it fashion by adding the motorcycle helmet. Uh huh. Um, because you know, motorcycle helmet is always instant fashion. Read Vogue, darling. <laughs> and the photo shoot and uh, top model cycle too. Um, <laughs> you know, was but she was like, oh, that was just a jacket reveal. Wait a minute. A whole other bitch had a, full, a jacket reveal earlier in the night. You didn't say a thing. Even if they were safe, so there was a reason they didn't get critiques. But, like, you know, pick your battles, Michelle. Was okay. And also, if you want to read her for a reveal, then let's go back and read some other girls for their reveal. Let's go back to Alaska coming out in a trash bag and call it that a look. She got away with murder with that one because, and I'm glad Katya called her out on, a, um, on All Stars, too. Yeah. During the reunion. And and I know you gonna disagree with me on this. That oh fucking camera dress. Let's go uh, back to the camera dress being pulled I'm up. Next on stage is- <clears throat> I like the camera dress. That shit was tacky and dumb. I mean, tacky, yes, but I think that was the point. Oh god, and and here's where I side with Fifi. Y'all let this just- y'all let this hoe get away with murder. In the name of it being Alyssa. Listen, I just read my notes back for Juju B. <laughs> I wrote a Chelsea boot with a lopsided hair. <laughs> <laughs> and a suspicious wig, because that uh, Mrs. Santa wig was. It wasn't glued. It was. Yeah, it looked like it was about to fly off. Anyway, Mariah was a two. She looked. I think she looked fabulous. I think yeah. her first look was a look, and she's a ballroom girl, so you know that would have went off. Oh, that would have been everything. Floor. Everything would have fully met the uh, the criteria for the effect. Uh huh. The second look was a little drape look, which is you, you, it's suspicious. It's a little black dress. It's fierce. But if you said it earlier, it was a drape thing that revealed to a full dress. But at least the full dress was a fully stoned garment. Yes. The bodice was absolutely stoned. Whew. Up next, we have Miss Cracker and uh, Anastasia. Anastasia? Anastasia? Yeah. Anastasia effect. I'm going to give this a two. I think she stayed in that egg entirely too long. <laughs> and then the second dress, which was the most beautiful piece of that entire presentation, she was in for maybe a millisecond. Yeah, and that was my problem with it is I didn't even get a chance to look at it before she was in the third outfit. Yep, same, same. And I guess maybe she's been, she was feeling uh, the pressure of the episode and that is why she came out of it entirely too early. My other theory is when she probably practiced it, she that, that last piece is not supposed to stay on that long. Yeah. And it needed to be revealed quickly, but yeah, that's what that's I what thought I it was. There, it looked like there was something going on with the construction where that wouldn't have walled. But I think I also think Cracker had one of the best looks on the runway. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, and it was it was, and especially at that point, it was refreshing. Yes, at that point, it was refreshing. There was a lot of bullshit uh, going on. Listen, and rounding out our runway, we have. Um, our queen of queens, Michelle Coulee, giving us a butterfly number. Our queen of crafts. Uh, so I'm tooting this look. I'm going to toot the look. It's a butterfly. She um, goes through all of the stages of a butterfly, essentially. Um, I can see where they see the craftiness in that garment, and it's because pieces like that tend 
the nature of them can easily lend to being uh, perceived as a crafty look. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes it's a level of execution. Sometimes it's just uh, uh, the distance from um, on stage and the judges' table. So I can see how they saw that. I did not like the wig. Ha! Huh, that is interesting because I didn't mind the wig. I thought that if she was going to be referencing a moth, then that wig made sense to me. What I had a what I took issue with was I did not like the wings. I did not like the yeah, way the wings those wings. Like yeah, I didn't. I was like, okay, it's a moth, but these are not moth wings. Um, and I understand that moth wings might have been tired, actual moth wings, but the wings didn't work for me. And I think that's what made it crafty is that the wings, right. when they did pop up, it was like, mm, that was kind of cheap looking. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I can see that as well. Yeah, I, I think it was an unnecessary effect. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was just an issue of uh, too much going on, you know, because right. it was a lot of, you had, you know, you had the peel out from the larvae, you know, and then you have all these bright Lisa Frank colors, and then you have the makeup, which is doing a lot. Then you got the wings and the da da da. So there was a right. lot going on. The kitchen sink was uh, strapped to her back. Right. She, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and the other thing I wrote down here was too, I was just not buying the luxury of it. Like I was buying the artistry. I think the artistry was beautifully well, it was very well done. Um, and I love that she brings that into all of her uh, presentations, her ability to be an artist in all of her looks. She's not just gorgeous, but it is in fact art that she's presenting. Yeah. Um, with, the wig would have been fine if it was tighter. Huh. Okay. If it was tighter, it was if it was giving me like a, a real good Whoville wig with a nice like good some good camp factor to it, but like beautifully executed, I would have bought it a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm reading this look and not giving it as man. I, I tutored it, right? I do think it was, <laughs> well because there there were elements of it that weren't right, but I think yeah. overall, if I look at it, just if I look at it um, as a viewer, and even taking off my rose tinted Shea Coulee glasses, I do think it was a beautiful look. But I can see the things that the judges saw wrong with the garment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just there was too much effort, right? It yeah. may have been overworked. Are you tooting it or booted it? Oh, oh. <laughs> it's a soft toot. So. Ugh. All right, folks, we're going to take a real quick break and then we're going to get back and talk about the deliberation. My hair is. So uh, there's not that much to say about deliberation. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Blair and Mayhem are deemed... The best overall, which I which can we see, agree with. right? Yeah, which we agree with. Uh, grading on a curve, <laughs> yeah, because everyone else was shit, right? You know, so uh, <clears throat> there's a there's an expression called "king turd on king shit on turd island," right? Right. Which I think applies here. Um, so I think that's a video game. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I think it's so, Conker's I mean, bad hair day or something like that. So there's that. Um, but then Rue gags everyone uh, by saying, girl, even though y'all had the best, 
And I don't know if I agree with this method of crowning somebody. Right. Uh, or giving someone a challenge win. But she says, you know, even though YouTube are the best, Juju B wins the challenge. So, actually, <laughs> I don't think that was that bad. Because, one, you know how bad you have to be for your entire team to lose, but one person on your team to have outshone you all. Yeah. That uh, That is really telling about the whole uh, group dynamic. And I don't honestly agree with I don't, don't disagree with how RuPaul presented that because, like I said, Mayhem and Blair kind of won on a curve. None of them were really that great, but Juju at least I thought was the funniest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I just don't. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that the team challenges aren't really meaning anything anymore. Listen, um, they threw the rule book out when they uh, didn't crown Changela. So. <laughs> I don't believe anything the fucking producers do anymore. <laughs> so those three are sent to the back because they're safe. Yes. Right? And we find out that the bottoms are Shay, who's, <gasps> called, who's called Crafty and uh, Not Funny, Mariah, who's told that she only had two looks and Not was too. not funny, and India. Who was told that she got overshadowed, but looked very nice on the runway. Which is accurate. All of that, I mean, I don't disagree. I, I think the only thing I disagree with is uh, Michelle's critique of Mariah's look. But, I mean, that's essentially about right, about how that should have all played out. So, I have a theory. What is that theory, Nancy Drew? That this was all... This was all drama based. I have a. I feel like they did not want to throw Cracker in that bottom. Cracker to me could have easily been. Uh, oh, of course, into that bottom. Yep. Like the whole team could have went into the bottom. You're right about that. I agree with if that. If you're going to throw two of them in, you know. You know what I can I can say though, uh, RuPaul looked disappointed at having to put. I would say probably having to put Shea Coulee in the bottom. Um. I think that was what she looked disappointed about, but she just seemed genuinely disappointed in that bottom. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, I've been was, disappointed in a, a bottom or two in my life, so, but I mean... <laughs> it was a disappointing bottom. Yeah. Because you knew, at that point, at this point in the episode, I'm clinging to hope that India Farah is going home. <laughs> I am, because I, I, and I'm sitting there, I'm doing the math, I'm like, okay, well, India won the first challenge, but she's been in the bottom twice. Shay uh, was medium, then she won the challenge, now right. she's at the bottom, and Mariah was uh, a high safe, and then bottom, bottom. And so I'm just doing the math in my head, and I'm like, is there any way that we could spend this so India goes home? Is there any way? Let's, so let's get into that, actually. So the girls go into deliberation, right? And yeah. like everyone's pleading their case, it's not really. Do you have, do you think there's anything to really talk about around that, around what's going on there? Because basically, Shea Coulee is shook us. Yeah, Shea's crying. Um, India is throwing things, <laughs> tantrums. Right. I just wanted to show them who I was, and I'm like titty plates here and, and there. <laughs> and so and then here, and so here is my shade always when girls do this. I'm like, but you did show us who you were. Right. It just wasn't fierce. You're right. You are absolutely right. And um, I, I, 
it never it, it, what was so weird about it is, is they never it wasn't like uh, the critique was we didn't see who you were in it it was you just were the wet blanket in the group <laughs> right you know so um, something did happen before the other girls came back that I think is uh, important and touching and it's a moment I'm going to give mayhem before I destroy her <laughs> um so the girls, uh, Juju and Blair, are talking, and something that I didn't realize until they said it was that Juju and Blair both have um, talked about being uh, in recovery of sorts, right? Right, alcoholism or substance abuse. Yes. Um, and I don't remember how exactly it came up. I think Juju was just talking about adjusting to her life. Yeah, I think Juju um, said, you know, it was, it's been really hard because I think she said you know, kind of live every day, someone in recovery, you know, she was feeling like she wanted to use. Right, right. And how difficult the job can be mm-hmm. um, that takes place in the nightclub where there's drugs yes. and drinks all around. And they're constantly and also, offering them to you because you're famous. Right. And then also the reality of being um, someone who's in recovery, right? And uh, that being a process of unlearning a lot of responses to emotion. Right. Right, and she's talking about just like the process of walking through emotion and not deciding to to pick up a drink, right? Right. Um, and so Blair, you know, is a mini, and that's when I was like, oh yeah, Blair is uh, sober too. She's mm-hmm. talked about this um, back when I thought that <laughs> season ten was going to involve the police <laughs> coming to set. Oh yeah, that's right. Because they, uh, and I remember, remember seeing, that I sure do, and I remember thinking to myself. Um, when, because they ended, she basically got leaked because uh, deep, deep knowledge. Blair had a DUI, and, and she yes. had to. Was she? They were filming, and she like wasn't supposed to leave the state of Indiana. Right, 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 right. She left. Uh, she crossed state lines illegally. Right, and to shoot drag race. I mean, what you mean? I guess. I mean, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Forgiveness, not permission. Um, right. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Follow the law, kids. Follow the law. Um, yeah, I forgot all about that. You're right. Mm-hmm. And then Mayhem gets emotional. Right. Um, because Mayhem, and I did not know this about her, she talks about, you know, uh, putting down drugs, but still holding on to alcohol mm-hmm. and feeling like it may be something that she's abusing. Right. Um, and so they, they have this very touching moment uh, where... Um, they're all just listening to each other and talking about their process. And I think that that is something that is important to see, um, to see that it exists, right? I think that one of the most powerful things about uh, Katia in season seven was that conversation she had with Miss Fame, mm-hmm. where Katia was still relatively new in recovery, and Miss Fame had uh, around like seven, eight years of being in recovery. Right. Um, and I think that it's just, it's, it's, it's important to see. Um, that this is something that exists, uh, especially when you talk about representation. Right. It was um, a good human moment. Right. Because I remember reading an yeah. a, a interview that Jujubee did after she had started recovery and, you know, mm-hmm. she had, uh, you know, she went through a lot. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about, like, uh, she, she had just gone through a lot and was in a different place. And that, um, it, I mean, it never really changed how I saw Jujubee. 
general, you know, at all. But like, I just never realized she had gone through all of those things. And then, then you start to start piecing things together, and you and you know, sort of the backstage stories of things, how she was really drunk during that lip sync against uh, Sahara uh-huh. Davenport, mm-hmm. and then seeing her just sort of, uh, you know, embracing this sort of new life um, in recovery. Seeing her in AJ and the Queen was really exciting. Didn't see it. <laughs> She was in like the last episode, the pageant episode. Didn't see her you have to realize, I, I watched that show strictly by YouTube clips that I select. Yeah, but I, like I said, I, I when I read that interview, I didn't realize she was um, she had been abusing and she or had been using. If that's the correct terminology. If it's correct, me if I'm wrong. Um, and she was in a different place in her life. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also kind of um, cast a very... <laughs> you better get that straw. <laughs> Drag queens drinking alcohol. <laughs> right. It also cast a very um, kind of sad light on that lip sync against Sahara. Uh, right, right, exactly. Right. You know what I mean? Because now, you know, at least for me, now I see someone who may, uh, may be in pain. Right, right. Um, lip sync. Uh, it's still a fierce lip sync. Um so that was a moment that we can highlight before we before the other girls came back. So let me look at you trying to give yourself a human moment. <laughs> yes, because allow me, allow me. So then we get into the bullshit. I don't even think that they lived like had personal conversations. I don't even remember because I was in so much rage at what was going on. <laughs> so Alexis is back there. Stirring the pot. She is trying to make this happen. She is like, girl, Shay was the worst. Uh, we need to vote off Shay now. She did not say that. This is yes, she did. She Verbatim. She said Shay got the worst. Critique. She did say that, but she listen, bitch, you are over here. You, <laughs> you are Bob the drag cleaning right now. This chap, she, she did she say did. that. She, but this is this is my whole thing with Alexis, right? Like everyone keeps wanting to say she was sitting there with that paint on spoof. She was like, "Girl, Shay is the worst. We need to vote her on now. Shay's big competition, and she is in the bottom." Oh my goodness, I was fuming. See, but here's the thing. <laughs> First of all. I love how you were adding narrative to it that it, it did not exist. <laughs> you were making shit up. We get <sighs> we get to the lipstick votes, right? You know, everyone sort of pleaded their cases. I do genuinely feel like Alexis, and I might just have blinders on, but who knows? Alexis Mateo voted to send home someone who did the worst. I don't agree with that approach to voting. I believe in, in Drag Race as a, a report card because otherwise, Alaska should have gone home during the makeover challenge. She just don't do makeovers that well. And not with Shady. What I was plucked about was Mayhem. <laughs> Mayhem had the audacity to wear the same outfit she wore on season 10 <laughs> on RuPaul's Drag Race after she didn't cry, beg, pleaded, sold a kidney, sold her soul to uh, Ch- Bob Saget. 
Uh, why does Bob Saget keep coming up in my head? It's I don't know. So weird. You have a thing for him. Mm, he's no Uncle Jesse, but he'll do just fine, Daddy. <laughs> Apparently, he's more filthy than Uncle. Oh Jesse. no, he's incredibly filthy. His, if you've never seen his comedy specials, there. <laughs> um, anywho, one, she's referencing this um, not alliance. This alliance that I don't feel was properly formalized. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no one signed any contracts, bitch. The motherfucker is not an escrow. Uh, it wasn't even mentioned after that. Right. Uh, and, you know, and also, you have an alliance with a bitch who uh, has been in the bottom twice? <laughs> Wait, that's what I said when they struck the alliance, and you said, well, not, let's not jump the gun. Well, I mean, I was right in that moment, because it was the first episode. Now here we are, episode three, and homegirl's been in the bottom twice. Okay, but I'm raving, okay? <laughs> On the Disney Channel. It's the future. I can see. All right. Uh, and then <laughs> she doesn't want to send home Mariah, which I guess makes sense, because they're friends. She had the nerve to not only pull Shay's <laughs> lipstick and put it in the fucking makeup case, but then also go, you sick bitch. <laughs> like Shay's gonna get the footage when when, you, when she packing up her bags and shit. Like they like like they put it in like to like a um a, a iPod Nano where she gets the the going away uh, notes from the girls. Like and and that was that that shit was phony. That was the phony <laughs> shit to me because at least I believe that Alex I believe that Alexis is playing this game. Um, I think she's playing it too rigidly, but I was willing to let that shit go. Mayhem shit was shady boots, and for someone to be making an alliance with a middle a middle out queen to make an alliance with a middle out ass queen is what negative zero bitch. Well, I'm just they better stop playing around because we're gonna end up with a. Uh, uh, the finale with Mayhem and India Farrah. And, <laughs> and that's in that case, everyone loses. I think I'm gonna India forget about the RuPaul's Drag Race if that's the case. <laughs> no, so I when Mayhem did that, I remember letting out an audible scream because I was like, <laughs> I cannot believe that was just so nasty. And she's like, You're still sick, that bitch. How dare you drop that lipstick? I said, Oh, you are trying it. They are trying it on Miss. I felt like Shangela. They're playing games on Miss RuPaul's Drag Race tonight, girl. It, it just was not, was not cute. I'm not going to give Alexis that credit that she said, because I think that Alexis is insecure about her place in the competition. I think Alexis is playing a game. I think Alexis knows who is stronger competition than her and she is trying to get them out because she was sitting there and I'm not making this up. She was sitting there <laughs> trying to stir the pot. She told those girls well Shay has the Shay has she threw that shit out there. She knew what she was doing. Well Shay got the worst critiques. No she didn't. No, she did not. I actually think she did of those girls. She got worse critiques than Mariah. She got worse critiques than India. They were the most... No, I think do think she did. Because India got kudos for the look. Mariah and got... slammed a, for her performance. Yes. Bichet got slammed for both. I feel like Mariah also got slammed for both. Yes, but I don't think as fiercely as Shay did. Was but I mean again we're talking about risks that just didn't pay off. Yeah, and I'm and and we're talking about Alexis being shady because I think that Alexis <laughs> is playing and you will not. I'm gonna die on this hill. That's okay. Alexis knows. Send me the coordinates, bitch. Drop a pin. She drop knows a pin. what she is doing, and so for them two who know 
They have no chance in hell of winning this competition. Yeah. Um, yeah. And try it like that. And also, how dare you? Because if you eliminate Shay, then what the fuck are we going to look at for the rest of these weeks? Dead ass. I'm not Dead looking at this without Shay. <laughs> First of all, you know damn well we're going to watch it without Shay, regardless, because we are invested in this. And it is. Child, bye. I will get on this podcast <laughs> and fucking sing this. We will have the a... hills are alive with the sound of music. We're going to have a James Charles apology moment. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I will get on here and go over <laughs> Shea Kool-Aid's greatest hits for every episode. The tea, I mean, she, she got them, and she got you have music too. So, the girls vote. Uh, I am definitely go up for uh, GGB talking about her cats instead of the deliberation. Uh, How did you feel about what was your initial reaction when you when Juju walked? You saw what her lipstick outfit was. <laughs> I just, I was like, okay. <laughs> I am, because you we got to understand at that point, I had already lowered my expectations. <laughs> so I was kind of like, okay, fine. Um, fine. Um, this is what she's going to wear. And it really didn't strike me, because at this point, I was also really stressed out about the Shay situation. <laughs> uh, because Shay was, like, and, and you know, just from a, performer standpoint and uh, her run on Drag Race. Talk about a really public fall Mm -hmm. during season nine. I mean, still one of the most controversial, you know, uh, decisions. I stand beside that was shady as fuck. Mm -hmm. That's neither here nor there. Um, So to be in a position where you could be going home after having to sort of deal with the media circus of such a public fall like that, Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it was probably emotionally exhausting for her. Everybody has her packed for the win. So I can see why she was so damn shook. And she is the best. That is it. There is no falsehoods to that statement. There is, <laughs> she is literally the best. And there's a couple of other bitches in the middle. Um, right. Though Alexis has had consistently good critiques and cracker. But that's not the here nor there. Anywho, they get to the stage. I clock the motherfucking shoes. And, and I had had it at this point. I was, I think I was putting together IKEA furniture at the time. I was like, let me go ahead and focus, let me focus on putting together this this desk. Clock the shoes. Clock mo- the wig. <laughs> I think the clock is broken. Okay. <laughs> Monet Exchange is this week's lip sync assassin, and a look that I'm not gonna lie. It's, it, I, I, the first time I thought it was a boot. Second time I was like, okay, I fucked with it a little bit. Yeah, I'm starting to like it the more and more I look at it. Yeah. You know, she's never been much for... Um, she walked in the workroom two times in a bodysuit, so... <laughs> she she was given what she was going to give, and she spent that $100,000 they magically came up with for All Stars 4, uh, well, because that wig was laid. Uh, the lip sync is to one of my favorite songs by my home. girl, Miss Lizzo. It's Juice. And the lip sync is... Uh, when I tell you that no one got assassinated during the lip sync, no one got pinched during the lip sync. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Don't tell me because I know I'm cute. Was it though? Because, um, first of Louis all... Louie down to my drawers, LV all in my suit. First of all, Juju B didn't know the motherfucking words. I be dripping so much sauce. 
How do you not know the words to juice? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't even think Juju was trying. There was part of me that um there was part of me that was thinking, oh, maybe Juju's trying to throw the lip sync. I guess the other I think is there's zero there's no evidence of Juju actually tro- that's I'm sorry, that's that's a shady, unfair statement. But no, for the runways, there's no evidence of her actually like trying, trying. So I'm sure you can feel that. I'm sure there is a, uh, there is evidence of you feeling that way. Um, Monet Exchange wasn't a lip sync because GGB doesn't know the words. Slash wasn't trying at all. And they bring the girls back on stage. And who are we sent into the house? We sent Mariah to the house. I was so upset. I know you were upset. I know you love Mariah. It's so funny because you love, no matter what it is that Mariah does, you love Mariah. Yeah, I said, I was, that's the way I felt this season three when she went home. I was like, you know, they were like, oh, Mariah doesn't know the words. And my friend, she, my friend Michelle, she loves to just bring it up. She was like, well, she was too busy up there mugging for days to learn the lyrics. And I, I mean, it's so sad. I'm like, but you still could have. I was, I would sit there and twist the rules for Mariah. I'm like, you still you you really you really do be trying to twist the rules for Mariah because as much as I love Mariah, I don't know that she's ever delivered on anything. Um, she delivered in the talent show. In the talent show, you're right. Sorry, the, the talent show, but in general on the show. And I'm not talking about her externally because I think she's an excellent performer. She's also really lovely uh, in yeah. person. I've, t- I've, I've met her twice. Um, and uh, I just have not looked forward to things done on the show by her, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I mean, uh, either way, she looked gorgeous, uh, sashaying away, and I loved her outgoing message to uh, Monet I got a bag of marbles in the back for you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way to go out, and she's lovely, and I'm glad she's a, a wonderful queen, and she is a I'm glad she her outgoing message uh, after she got into the van and it was wheels up on Mariah was that the ball scene is not a trend, children. Right. It is valid and it is a community. And I'm glad she took a moment to say that. And I hope you all heeded that advice. So um, next week we have a TMZ hashtag shemz girl where is the snatch game this thing girl i was thinking the same thing i was thinking the same thing i was like what what's really good because now we're down to we've sent home three girls to the house so we have seven girls left and normally for a snatch game they'll use eight or they'll throw in kristen chenoweth for some bizarre reason (laughs) um so we're gonna go down to six which means we're gonna either have a snatch game with three on three which is weird or Um, you may not have it I mean, that would be sacrilege. Do you want to see a snatch game? Oh God, that's right. Because I don't. I think the only one who did well in that group, who got, a, who did well and got a top, was. Oh God. Juju didn't do that well. Alexis got a top. Alexis Shay got a top. Right. Chill got a middle GL. Was I don't even remember Blair being in her snatch game. It's because she wasn't in the snatch game. (laughs) Cracker was barely in her snatch game. Yes. Uh, Woof. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, next week's episode would be good. Let's get a design challenge, huh? Like an outfit design challenge. Let's do something like that. Or how about we just get the damn snatch game like we're supposed to get at this point in the competition? (laughs) We were supposed to get it last week. 
Well, for real. I'm just pulling the pageant. I'm getting tired. Yeah. So, so I have a game for you, darling. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Remember, every week we do a game uh, based off of the queen who was eliminated, darling. Mm-hmm. So this week we uh, emancipated Mimi. So I thought I would play a little game <laughs> called Mimi or Mariah. Uh. Where I read a quote to you and you have to tell me whether it is Mariah Paris successful. No, is it Mariah successful Paris? Balenciaga. They're all different names. I know, right? Uh, or is it Mimi on purse? Okay. <laughs> the first quote. I look like I got fix a flat in my face. Was that Mimi on first or Mariah? Oh my god, that wasn't even a quote. <laughs> I look like I got fix a flat in my face. That was Mariah. You're right. It was Mariah. Listen, I had to make this a little difficult for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah, Mimi wouldn't use the term fix a flat. You better you say like you're her, like you're her best fucking friend. <laughs> no, I'm context clues. You know. Uh, All right, the next one. Fucking shenanigans. I don't have time for this. <laughs> That's me, man. Mm, you're right. You're right. All right, here's the next one. Shangela's lampshade has become a weapon. The lip sync starting to get a little violent. <laughs> I was just watching that lipstick earlier today, too. Oh, boy, that um, was a rough one. <laughs> it was insanity. Uh, that was Mimi. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. That was Mimi because they threw that shit back and it almost hit everybody. <laughs> she knew that, that, that rat's nest of a wig. Oh, Venus. Mm. Who was constantly plucked by Drag Race. It, it could be an episode that has nothing to do with her. And she She's will plucked find by herself. Away. She plucks mm. herself. All right. Next one. We are the ones who are innovators and in driving That's people. Mariah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know why I did that one. It was like her civil rights <laughs> speech. All right, here's the last one. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, it's not a freight train. Oh, oh, that's a little difficult. Uh, um, is that Mimi? It's actually a trick question. <laughs> oh my god! That is a quote from Mariah Carey, according to Google. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to episode three of Black to Our Roots. I'm Twinkle Motherfucking Toes, and I'm Jamal. And uh, oh, um, what was I about to say? Oh, shout out! Shout out to Ave! Shout out to Ave! Amina Gillum Long. That a drink? California. No, that's a person who listens to the podcast. Oh, hey! Hey, hey Ave. That's a fabulous... I, I Sorry, I thought it, it sounded like a fabulous, like, fruity drink. Like, real mm-hmm. sophisticated. I like to call her by all her names. <laughs> you better put her government out there, bitch. Yes, girl. And um, I would like to shout out... Uh oh. Oh. I would like to shout out my homegirl Jillian, who has not only listened to both of our episodes all the way through. Yes, Jillian. But also sat and watched TV and put our episode on mute 
to help our plays, bitch. <laughs> yes, girl. That's friendship. Work, that's, that's a good Judy, baby. That's a real good Julie. I love you, Miss Jillian, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, darling. I love you. All right. Bye, guys. Love you, too. God, I hope next week is so much better, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>